I think you might notice a little bit of a different voice right now leading you off. That is because I, Yehuda, oh. the original guest star. You're not a guest. You're one of us. We have to be switching our whole name because of you. Don't give away our secret. You knew, like, the Ravens need one touchdown. Like, the Broncos might score one more field. Get one more touchdown. Yeah, you went 10-9. Five, you can win 10-9. I'm going to go with the commanders as well, just because it's too much of a question mark um, over there on the center for this. <laughs> I can't believe you saw that right now. I don't even... That's asinine. You're crazy. He, he's got You're the crazy. full package. He's no way. I don't care. No way. I can't, I can't even. It's hard to even look at you right now when you say something like that. That's crazy. Okay. And guess what? In basketball, you use a basketball. In football, you use a football. We got the most intriguing matchup of the weekend, Bills-Steelers. Now, this gives me very similar vibes, guys. Two, two years ago, Steelers needed a crazy scenario to make it. Same thing as this year, right? They needed some sort of scenario to make it. Week, week 18, it was the first 18-week season. Big Ben's last year of his career. They needed the Colts to lose to the Jaguars. Jaguars can't, fans came with their bags over their heads. We all remember that one, right? Ironic, yeah. sort of, that the Jaguars helped the Steelers get in by winning that year and helped them by losing this year. So, yeah. and, and the Jaguars somehow won that game, and the Steelers snuck in barely because the Chargers and Raiders almost tied. That was that ridiculous Week 18. That was so much fun to sit back and watch. <laughs> Um, so anyway, that was that crazy. That was that crazy week eighteen, and and this is sort of a similar thing. They needed some help. The Jaguars somehow lost to the Titans. Like who would you know? Did not a lot of people figure that coming, and uh, and here they are sneaking in somehow another winning season, ten and seven. And that year they played the Chiefs, the two the two seed. It was they were the second best team in the AFC that year, and. We're all we are all looking at it like they were like twelve point underdogs, and we're like, it makes sense, right? I mean, the Steelers aren't good; they're just not good. <laughs> they can't create any big plays this year. I don't even know how they're winning. How they won nine games? It doesn't really didn't really make any sense. It's sort of the same thing this year, right? Like you were looking at yourself when the Steelers were seven and four. We're like, why? Why are the Steelers seven and four? I can't really put my fingers around it. Kenny Pickett's not playing well. The run game's horrible, right? Recently, it's been getting better, but up until that point, the run game is horrible. Yeah, yeah, you got T.J. Watt, you got Highsmith, you got some players there, you know. But Joey Porter's coming on. But I mean, what? You're, you're seven and four, and then they had the three-game losing streak, and then we're like, oh, fine, okay. This, yeah, I mean, this makes sense, right? Like, okay, okay. We didn't expect them to lose to the Cardinals and the Patriots in four days at home, but that's you know, that's besides the point. Okay, seven and seven. So what do we expect the Steelers to be? And then they come out, and Mason Rudolph gives this team whole new life. It's like Joe Flacco and Mason Rudolph taking over the AFC North all of a sudden. Like, what's happening? You know, what's happening here? Najee Harris is breaking tackles. Like, it's not even like the Steelers' run blocking got that much better. Najee Harris is just, like, breaking 15 tackles a game. They're getting Jalen Warren out in space. They're finally throwing to George Pickens in ways other than back shoulder fades. It's just like, what's happening to the Steelers' offense? And here they go up against the Buffalo Bills, the big-time Buffalo Bills. And Iron Man Canada. Matt Canada, you're right. You can't forget about Canada in this whole sequence of events. And here they go. It's the Buffalo Bills. This is such a similar thing. It's such a similar thing to two years ago, right? It's like nobody expects them to win this game. The Bills are one of the best teams in football, right? Josh Allen's been, you know, contrary to what people thought, he's he's second in the league in big-time throws. And, and the mistakes have been down this year. And that's something people haven't been discussing with Josh Allen. It's not just that he's the big plays are, up, are, are still there, which they always are. There's a little less of a Josh Allen experience this year, right? We have we have a lot of big plays, not as many mistakes. Plenty, they're there, but not as many mistakes as he had in the past year. Sort of, 
He, he's he's uh, tenth in the league in turnover worthy plays, which is not so bad, okay. especially considering he's turnovers, not turnover worthy plays. Well, no, turnover worthy plays counts fumbles. So that's total. Tur- that's tur- total. Total. That that would be turnovers you would blame on him personally. Yeah, because fumbles and I'm, interceptions. So interception. I mean, interception. Interceptions doesn't mean anything. Interceptions it could be a million different things. I mean, we saw in the in the Sunday in the Sunday night game where where you know. It can go both ways, right? In the Sunday night game against the Dolphins, where where the where he threw the ball, went off the guy's helmet, and what's his name caught it, the sixteen caught it, you know, in the end zone, and that's going to be considered a Josh Allen touchdown pass. But we all know that's not a Josh Allen touchdown pass, right? right. That's just a lucky bounce, bounce of the ball, and the receiver made a great play. So, but so for him to be tenth in the league in turnover worthy plays, also be second in the league in big time throws, and have the best big time throw rate in the league, is actually very. It's a big improvement over past years. Normally, he's number one in both those stats, or number two. Um, for him to be ten and two. Is, is, a, is a much improvement. So I, I think, you know, we're still getting somewhat of the Josh Allen experience. Don't get me wrong. We're still getting the big plays and the volatile plays. But at the end of the day, man, I mean, the Steelers have run it. I'm, I, I think this is probably the worst case scenario for the Steelers because, yes, they sneak, snuck in here. Yes, they got into the playoffs somehow. Yes, Rudolph is playing pretty well, some, some, and the run game has been revived. Um, but TJ Watt's out this week. And, you know, they're running up against one of the one – in my opinion, I've been saying all year – even when they were five and five, the Bills are a top five team in football. Um, you know, on both sides of the ball, they're a little banged up. But you know, this is the worst case scenario for the Steelers. If you were going to bump it to any team in the AFC other than the Ravens, the last team you want is the Bills, and that's exactly yeah. what's happening with the Steelers. And uh, I, I think I think Tomlin's Tomlin's uh, fun is gonna is gonna end uh, Sunday afternoon, guys. That, that's what I think. But uh, we'll get we'll get we'll get your take on this as well. So I've uh, been discussing this long enough. What do you think, Yehuda? Yeah, I love I love your explanation that you gave for um, like comparing it to the Steelers of twenty twenty one, and it it I thought that was very very well articulated and very good example. Thank you. And it just it gives me so much uh, gives me so much joy uh, as a Ravens fan that the Steelers love to say, "Oh, they're two and zero against us. Oh, we just beat you." We just beat your backups. Oh my God, we own you. We swept you. Look at that. Lamar Jackson can't beat the Steelers. And then every year, he's sneaking as the seven seed, get walloped by the two seed. And listen, they can make me eat my words by Sunday, where somehow their defense without TJ Watt, who's the heart and soul of their team, who also has never won a playoff game. They, they love to talk about Lamar's um, playoff record, but. T.J. Watt, who's so good, he's so much better than Miles Garrett. He's the best player ever. He's the best pass rusher ever. He's never won a playoff game in his career. Um, he's still not going to win a playoff game in his career this season because they're going to be one and done, eliminated before he's um, able to make it back because he unfortunately had uh, that knee injury. But this is this is the standard. The standard is the standard, <laughs> as Mike Talman says. They're going to BS their way to a winning record and Tomlin's such a good coach. He's never had a losing record, but they're never in position to make a Super Bowl. They're gonna they're going to win 10 games. They'll be pushed a little too far to be in the QB sweepstakes for the tankathon for the, the really, really sucky teams, but they're not good enough to actually play for a Super Bowl because they can never get that quarterback, because they're such a consistent organization that is so committed to not tanking and just consistently being average in middling and this is the worst place to be in the NFL and it just makes me it makes me so happy to see as a Ravens fan that they are going to be continuing in this cycle of despair and mediocrity because like 
the the thing I will give to Steelers fans is, you know, they still believe they're going to go to the Super Bowl. So <laughs> they really uh, do. It's crazy. They really do. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 it's, it's yeah. unbelievable. They they really first of all that out of all the fourteen teams in the NFL it, in, in the playoffs right now, they obviously have the worst court. It's not. I don't even think that's con- like. No, yeah. they obviously have the worst yeah. quarterback. They have the worst team of all the fourteen yes. teams it's in the playoffs, so right? Obvious. And they genuinely believe that. No, it's golf. So good, good for them. You know, whatever. I, I like. I would like whatever they're smoking, but. No, that's not a Pittsburgh yeah. thing. Yeah, it's it's so awesome for me to see as a Ravens fan. Obviously, you can tell I'm, I'm not biased at all. But like, what is your plan here? Like, what are you guys doing long term? You want to keep winning 10 games and playing Mason Rudolph and get blown up by the Bills? Yeah, and, like, I mean, obviously, yeah, that's what I want to do. But, like, whatever, you know? Like, and see a rival do that. Sure. Yeah. Go, go, go knock yourself out. Love it. Love it, Yehuda. So, <laughs> I love the Ravens. Listen, I'll tell you like this. So you, you mentioned this as well. Um, you know, if the Ravens don't win the Super Bowl this year, it does matter that they swept. It does. I know it doesn't, like, really matter. But like when you're looking at it and you're looking down in five, ten years from now, you're gonna be like, oh, they swept them. You know? Oh really? And you know when else oh. they swept them? Three years ago. You know when else they swept them? Four years ago. The Ravens are sitting at Correct. thirteen and four right now. You think it. we care? Yeah. <laughs> no, of course we don't care. We're talking about it but, but in the long run there is there is something to a beating your division right. Yes, you don't put your starters out in week eighteen when you punch the one seed. Yeah, just to beat your rival. Yes, I'm not you're, saying go you're, 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 you're Definitely, you're, you're, there is something to it, especially for fans. And for, so, yes, for Steelers fans to be sitting here now and smack talking, yes, because they're just delusional. I don't know if they're more delusional than Cowboys fans, but that it's very delusional. It's very delusional. Yeah. I, I feel I I don't even feel bad. That's the best part. I don't feel bad. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't. I, you won know six what? Super Bowls. There's nothing to feel bad about. I mean. No, yeah. I don't feel bad. Well, yeah, you know what? Yeah, but you know they've only won, they did win two unless I get. I'm sorry. Anyway, the other thing with the with this game, right, back to this game though. Buffalo Bills are the hot one. Of the, or, or might be the hottest team in football when it comes to just winning games. I mean, you know, the Ravens are obviously the best team, but the, the Bills are just riding. The Texans and the Browns are also, but the Bills are just. They're hot. They whatever it takes. Yes, they're not. They, they like to play games close, but like they, they figure it out. That two minute drill with Josh Allen. It's the most beautiful thing I've seen ever. It's so beautiful. It is. <laughs> yeah. Now that's the thing. It's like if the Steelers would have snuck in and played, even if they played the Chiefs. I mean, we're still we're still probably seeing the same result. But like, just the Bills. I mean, like if they win this game, I mean, this would be one of the big upsets in a while. Yes. In a while. Yes. You know, I'm, so, actually, I'm very happy that the Bills won because I genuinely think that if the Dolphins would have won, the, the Steelers would have had a much better chance against them. So that that would have been annoying. Well, they would have played we, against the Chiefs if the Dolphins would have won. No, locked into the three seed. The Dolphins, right, and the, Dolphins, and the Steelers would have been six because they have a tiebreaker with the Bills. Oh, you're saying good. So mm-hmm. that, that would have been better because that would have literally just been a rematch of 2021 then <laughs> or a re, redo of 2021. You know, like them, yeah, them not even having TJ Watt this this week. Like, come on, guys. I know. I, I don't see how this. I I don't see a route for the Steelers twin. I really don't. Like, yes, their run game's been much better, and that that might continue against the Bills. Like, I'm not against that, but I mean, you, you know, it's already difficult enough to defend Josh Allen. He improvises so well, even when your pass rush is doing everything perfectly, and and yeah. they've been able they've been able to to get 
create pass rush from other players this year outside of TJ Watt. Granted, but it's not even. I mean, you can't even compare. He's the guy. He's the glue that puts it all together. Even with TJ Watt, well, obviously, you know, we're looking at the Bills as eight point favorites. Now that out TJ Watt, that's probably why they're ten point favorites. So, I mean, yeah. It's just tough. Yep. It's tough to see a route for the Steelers to win here. It really is. I mean, anything can happen. It's the NFL. But yep. um, it's, it really is tough to see, guys. Okay, so let's move on to the NFC. Wow, we spent a lot of time in the AFC. Well, it makes sense, right? We're, more, we're a little better equipped than the NFC. Predictions. 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 I don't even think we need to do it at this point. Yeah. Yeah. We got Bill's, yeah. right, Bill's sweep. The Steelers, we, we know. Obviously, yeah. right, right. <laughs> Pittsburgh, and I'm taking you never money, know Pittsburgh money line. Pittsburgh money is going to pick. You never know what I had up my sleeve. How about this? You know, you know, How about if, this? You know, if it goes to overtime, I'll tell you this. If it goes to overtime, the Steelers are winning. Mason Rudolph is going to lead the game in a drive. That's an interesting <laughs> prediction. If, okay, yeah, Steel, he's, uh, slant, you know, he's going to throw a slant to Pickens, and somehow he's going to take it to the house. And then we're all like, oh, well, if Josh Allen had a chance, he would have had a chance. No money, <laughs> oh, <laughs> no money line, okay? Bills by 10, over, under. What do you think, Mike, Steve? Bills by 40. How's he going yeah. over? You also going take- over? I would take Bills minus. I, honestly, I, don't, I really don't think so. I, really I don't, don't either. Think so. I think, I think Bills, the Steelers will make Bills it close at the eight. end, but not really. It builds by eight. Bills by eight you got? I think the Bills will win by 10. I think Bills by 13 or so. Right. Okay, fine, fine. There we go. There we have it for the predictions. All right, let's go to the NFC. We got another a big storyline on Sunday afternoon. Uh, McCarthy going to his former team. <laughs> That's the storyline. <laughs> by the way, you create, you create storylines out of nothing. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, no, it is a storyline. Don't get me wrong. It's pretty cool, but it's still it's just funny. Uh, you know, I was like, wow, the NFL yeah. scriptwriters McCarthy going to his former team, Stafford and Golf Cart. There's there's at least one or two storylines in most wild card weekends, especially now with six games. But it's just it's funny to watch. Anyway, so McCarthy going to his former team. The Cowboys been playing great football. They really have been. I mean. You take away their, their their losses this year, right? Their five losses this year. And now, granted, it's like take away their five losses this year. But if you do take yeah. away the five losses this year, they look like one of the best teams in football, right? One of the most high-flying offenses in football. There's probably no connection more dominant this year than Dak Prescott to CeeDee Lamb, right? Um, the Dak Prescott's been playing. It's the best season of his career, and it's not particularly close if you look at the numbers. It really isn't. And I still think he should be in consideration for MVP. I think he's got to be in the top five. MVP candidates this year, no question, but probably top three. Uh, he's really been playing really well. And I'm not a big Dak, Dak Prescott fan because I don't think what we've seen from Dak Prescott this year is what he is. I think this is an anomaly in terms of the rest of his career. But he's been playing this well, guys. So how do we think it's going to play out on the field, Meisty? Wow. I think this is like the most lamest game ever. No one cares to watch the Cowboys and the Packers ever play. I think the Cowboys are like one of those teams that like NFL feeds them like, the correct schedule so that they can, like, finagle their way into the playoffs. And the Eagles pooped it away. The, the, the Cowboys should be sitting on the road right now somewhere. Yeah. Uh, it, it, you know, I, I understand that, like, yes, they are telling five, but their losses are so – and you mentioned that, like, but their losses are so ugly. It is – it's like if they if they even – and, like, I don't trust that Prescott to show up and play basketball. Like, I don't say basketball. I don't, I don't trust him to show up and play good football. I don't, I don't, I can't trust a guy like that. And if, and if they get lucky because like you're, you're playing the Packers, like you're gonna get crushed the next game. And like yeah, as, as you says, they don't lose at home. So like, uh, I don't trust the Cowboys. I don't trust them. Um, I mean, like you said, Rocky, that the um, Dak to CD connection is awesome. They, 
they definitely were missing a run game. Like we thought Tony Pollard would would bring them that new element that yeah. was lacking this past year, but I think that injury against the, the Niners last year really messed with his knee and really did not give him that chance to to fully uh, be the guy and break out this year. So I think it really went all on Dak Prescott's shoulders and he had to um <clears throat> he had to take over as the engine of the offense and it and it worked mostly most of the time. And like like Mice said, the the Cowboys should be sitting on the road in, you know, at some NFC South team, which ended up being the Bucks, should be uh going down to Tampa to play them, like literally just the rematch of last year without Tom Brady. Um, but the Eagles pooped it away. And now the Cowboys as a home team and as the two seed will host at least two playoff games, you know, and potentially even host the NFC Championship if there's an upset down the road. And they're just so much better at home. They did get a little lucky against the the Lions. Obviously, we all remember that and that whole snafu with the refs and the reporting and everything. They they should, probably should have lost that game. But they are they are much better at home, and they destroyed the Eagles um, the week after the Eagles played the the Niners. The week after the Eagles were broken by the Niners, but they showed that they can they can put up a ton of points. They you know they destroyed the Commanders. They they dropped forty one on Seattle, even when their defense when the Cowboys defense decided not to show up. And speaking of defenses not showing up, the uh, the Packers defense. <laughs> you know, didn't show up all all season. Save for a few few weeks, these past couple past couple weeks, they they've been playing a little better, and they the Packers have been able to win some games. But I do love the storyline with uh, McCarthy's uh, playing his former team. But uh, Jordan Love also in his first playoff game, like uh, C.J. Stroud, even though Jordan Love's not a rookie, but um, a lot of the guys on the Packers are rookie. A lot of their skill position guys are, are young guys or rookies or second year guys, and it's it's going to be a lot of pressure going into a um, a uh, hostile environment in Jerry's world in in Dallas with those rabid delusional fans, as Morty would say and and Mike would say. But I mean, I think they are delusional to think that they have a chance against the elite of elite. You know, the the team that's not playing this weekend in the NFC that has a bye this weekend, but every other team. I think they uh, they have a good chance and a good shot against. And again, playing at home, I think uh, the the bad Packers defense shows up, and I think um, the uh, Cowboys can jump out to an early lead. Um, you know, especially with CD, they move them around so much. They they get them in such good situations and in the slot and everything. He's such an elite player, and like he can get mismatches anywhere. He's he's so awesome. He's so good. Um, and he just take advantage of that defense, and then once they get a lead, um, they start pressuring Jordan Love with that ferocious pass rush, and you know they get in his head, they get they get on him, they get after him, and the Cowboys, I think, cruise to a to a fairly easily fairly easy victory. But if it is close, and if the Packers do keep it close, we know how much McCarthy loves to mess up a nice close game with some weird clock management, some poor. <laughs> You know, some poor coaching that, you know, any any kid who's played a lot of Madden knows how to manage better than him. Like that's me. People. Yeah. <laughs> like, you All right. People people genuinely need to play Madden to practice these situations. And they say that, like the younger these younger coaches who grew up playing Madden and 
and just practicing these situations over and over again, like they're better at it because they just work that's an interesting it. thing. Yeah. Like obviously it's not the same to doing it in real life standing there and you're the guy versus video game controller, you can see everything and stuff, but it just helps you practice getting you in that mindset. So if if it's close, you know, I could see some issues happening, some McCarthy issues, but I don't think it'll be particularly close. Yeah, listen, well, the Jordan Love thing is still it's a fascinating run, right? You come into the year and Rogers is gone. Who's going to take over? Well, I got Jaden Reed for you. You know, I got how do you have a Dontavian Wicks, right? You know, I, I have uh, Romeo Dobbs. I have Christian um, Christian Watkin, Christian Watson. It's like, okay, that's what you're giving me, right? <laughs> and yeah. he's done a good job with them. He really has. You know, they've turned into a pretty good receiving core. This was remember, this is the same receiving core last year that we were bailing rogers out for because of the lack of talent now granted they add Jaden reed and he's been a big part of that team don't get me wrong but it's a very similar receiving core at least to the one that last year were bailing rogers out and this is the one that jordan love has actually had a pretty darn good year with and pretty good rapport with some of these players so i've been impressed by that but i'm gonna have to agree with you there um you know i think they're gonna be outmatched here um cowboys have a hard time winning in the playoffs and it's really i don't even know why a lot of times they come to the playoffs and they actually you know they've got one of the better rosters in football but and now they've got one of the hotter quarterbacks in football, one of the best receivers in football. But I can't see them losing over here to the Packers. I mean, the Packers. It's it's you know I think the Packers. I think Jordan Love continues the trajectory. We could be talking about Packers Cowboys maybe next year, and the Packers being favored by a couple points. But as far as this year is concerned, I think they're outmatched. The Cowboys have a much better, much better roster all around. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm with you. I think they're outmatched. So I'm going with the Cowboys just straight up, and uh, Yuda, you're going with the Cowboys also. And Meisty, you got the Packers, I'm assuming. And I have a Packers. You want playing a <laughs> You're taking the Packers? Yeah. <laughs> All right, Are you going to do it? You're going to do it? I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, listen, I wouldn't put money Packers, on that. Maybe? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I, would, I, would. I would. Of course I would. Yes, I would. <laughs> seven and yes, a half. Would. Seven and a half. Seven, listen, seven and a half. We're talking about okay. seven and a half for sure. Seven and a half for sure. I could buy. I could. I could buy the seven and a half to so say straight up. That's very hard to do. But but uh, listen, all it takes is that Dak Prescott to look like he did against you know the Cardinals, or he just doesn't show up, or he just does something so stupid, and you're like, or he just falls to the pressure again but and again than, and again. Other than the year. Cardinals game against average comp- competition, Dak Prescott's feasted on that this year. You know, like, I get it. I get it. But the Packers aren't. I mean, yes, they're feastable, but like they're somehow in the playoffs. So it's a new season. Uh-uh. Every time we get to a new season, that crash got's not there. I'm intrigued. Listen, I'm intrigued by this matchup. I'm, I'm intrigued to see what Jordan Love does in his first playoff game. I think he's going to have a good career so far based off what we've seen from him. But yeah, it's just a matter of being outmatched. So I listen. I. You know, I guess we got to pick an upset somewhere down the line, right? The, the biggest up, the biggest lines of the week are obviously the Bills and the Cowboys. And, you know, if one of those two teams win, I think we'd all be shocked. But yeah. um, probably Packers more likely. Um, <laughs> the 2-7 matchups, which makes sense. Okay, now this is this is personally, um, I love this game. And it has nothing to do with the narrative. Stafford going back to Detroit. Uh, Goff going back to... <laughs> God, I don't give a darn. It's good. I don't give a darn. It's a good game. It's a good game. I I, I think that Stafford, you know, I got to say, guys, I, I, I was I was wrong about the Rams. Like, I really thought that the Rams went all out to win the Super Bowl a couple yeah. years ago. And they got Von Miller midway through the season, signed OBJ, traded for Stafford, traded a lot for Stafford. 
And I'm like, you got to win the Super Bowl this year because after this, you're going to stink for a while. And they did. Credit. And I'm like, listen, even if they do stink for a while, that's fine. You did what you needed to do, right? You'll, you'll sacrifice yeah. the Super Bowl to not be good for five years. I'm okay with that, right? But but that was a reality that I saw coming for the Rams. And they did stink, but all of a sudden, they're right back at it. I mean, <laughs> okay, granted, now, they got a little help by getting the biggest steal of the draft. Puka Nakua this year, guys. I mean, talk about volume. Seventh most targets in the league. Eighth most receptions in the league. And I think he's seventh in, y- in receiving yards. I think this guy has... Believe, I believe eight 100 receiving uh, 100 yard receiving games this year out of 17 games eight ridiculous ridiculous number incredible volume on a team granted Cooper Cup he's missed about 12 games in the last two years um so obviously that's given him an opportunity and Tutu Atwell got injured early in the year but I mean gosh darn it's just been unbelievable to watch this man come, come out of nowhere and be like the replacement for Cooper Cup, and Cooper Cup will be playing this weekend. So, you know, we're going to have Puka Nakua, who's like the, the new young Cooper Cup. We're going to have the original Cooper Cup going up against the feisty lines, 12 wins, you know, best season in, in franchise history pretty much. This is great. I love it. I, I love it. And the Lions are a great team. It, it's it's high-flying offenses. Um, you know, the Rams have no defense. defensive talent pretty much outside of Aaron Donald, but that's besides the point. It's, it's a high-flying offenses, and I, – I'm very much looking. I think it's gonna be a fun game. I don't care about Mather Stafford going back to Detroit. I just think this is a good matchup. I don't know. <laughs> am, am I wrong for thinking that? I'm I'm like afraid because um, this sets up as like a 54-51, like that Monday Night Football game. Yeah, yeah, Jared Goff game. This, like you said, I'm so happy they made the Sunday Night Football. It was a great call, and they did a good job scheduling this. And I I do love the narrative of Stafford going back for the first time. Jared Goofy going back for the first. <laughs> Jared Goofy. Shout out Jared. Jared, shout out Jared Goofy um, for the oh, right, that uh, touchdown drive that he led against the Cowboys to uh, only throw to Amonra Pepper Amonra and Sam Laporta the targets, and then Amonra to score. Lost me a Super Bowl. This lost yep. me. Is I, I have to. Why, why do you have to juice? I'm gonna beat Meisty in the Super Bowl. So shout out, shout out Jared Goff. Right there, that that was Jared. Yeah. Goff. That was Jared Goofy. He was playing like Jared Goofy oh. all game until that drive. <laughs> that was okay. Jared Goff. But, but, yeah, like that. This offense and this this team love Dan Campbell and their their uh, their mindset and and uh, how they're rallying the whole city. They're literally dropping the city in homicides because everyone wants to watch the Lions and everyone's so happy that the the city of Detroit has its lowest homicide rate since the sixties. Since, is that is know, that a real thing? That is real. <laughs> that is unbelievable. There's got to be a correlation like, there. Like, There's got to be. The same thing in Baltimore. We have the same thing here in Baltimore. It's the craziest. Yeah, but the, the Ravens won the, the Super Bowl ten years ago. Yeah. <laughs> we have the same thing out. We have the same thing in the summers with the Orioles this past year. It was one of our lowest. Wait, wait, wait. time out, time out, time out. Detroit, I understand. The Lions haven't been good in in in, in seventeen decades. The, the Ravens yeah. won the Super Bowl ten years ago. And they had the oh, best record the in football three years ago. Past summer, this past summer, the Orioles. But also, the, yeah, the Orioles. The Orioles, the Orioles are also with Buck Showalter. Had that. I'm saying this is not the first time. Yeah. Suddenly now. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Most sports fans, Yeah, actually, numbers are down. Numbers are down since the last, since 2014. Ten years ago, the, the, the numbers are down across the country because he's... That's a good one. He's prime-ridden cities. He's prime-ridden cities. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Detroit, yeah, Detroit, and their um, and their fifth fifth ranked offense according to DVOA, versus the Rams' seventh ranked offense according to DVOA. They're um, 
Detroit somehow has a top 13 defense, which I don't understand according to DBOA. But but these two defenses are solid, solid against the run, but like atrocious against the pass. Um, sets up for an awesome matchup and an exciting matchup where the um, you know the team coming in to to Detroit can can um, yeah maybe pull off the upset with I think the better quarterback and just skill position fantasy football players galore like this game is just it should be so high flying and so exciting like you said even if you don't care about the the Stafford golf um, storylines I think it's gonna be really cool to see and I just have this feeling that like Dan Campbell's gonna go for something that's like a little risky but like that's how he's been living all year and like it's I mean it's all gonna come down to that I think I mean I'm you know I'm giving away kind of what who I'm picking in this game but I think that there's gonna be some risky thing that he's gonna go for that's just you know it's just not gonna work out and like it may end up costing them their season. Oh, Dan Campbell. So, uh, Dan this. Campbell for the win! Is a, <laughs> yeah. That's it. Actually, is, this, is this a hope for Matthew Stafford? This is, this is Stafford on the road, technically, because he's in Detroit. Stafford's what on the road every week. Game? Stafford's on the road every Stafford. week. <laughs> I, hello. I, okay. I, as 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 a, as no, a Rocky, he's not wait. Time, 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 as time, time. Oh. I know. Uh, yes, in every in thirty uh, in twenty nine out of thirty stadiums, or whatever it is, thirty thirty one out of thirty two stadiums, Matthew Stafford is on the road. The only the only stadium he's not on the road Detroit. in could possibly be Detroit. Mm-hmm. They might be silent for him. I'm serious. He might actually when he like. Waves the crowd to like get this quiet. This is the playoffs. Here. They might actually... This yeah. is the playoffs. This is the Lions. It's the first what? time winning the division in a thousand years. They're not yeah. even, you kidding me? They're going to be so fired up, these fans. Oh my gosh, there's no homicide anymore. Why do you think there's no homicide? They're so fired up. They might be some of the lamest fans I've ever seen. Happens to be. I've never. No homicide. Wait. Lowest homicide rate since 1960 sounds like some of the. Since the 60s, yeah. Best fans. Since 60. Anyway. So you're saying Stafford will be at home? Um, so, yeah. So I I think Stafford, I think this could be a, a little bit of a, a home game feeling for Stafford. And we know he plays better at home than he does on the road. I think Jared Goofy's not going to show up. It's too prime time for him. It's too much pressure for, for a guy like that. You you know, you, you call it, you don't call him, you don't call him Goofy for nothing. Um, Tom Goofy forever because he cost me a he cost me a, a Super Bowl that would have been nice. But um, like, other than that, other than that, I really, I really don't, I, I really don't see the the lines. Also, Laporta's injured; he might not play. Um, there's, there's too many things. Laporta, Laporta Patius. It's a big deal. Yeah, it's a big deal. That's a big deal. Huge. Big deal. It's huge. What do you yeah. mean, big deal? No, it is a big deal. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm agreeing with you. Oh, I thought you're saying. I thought you're saying big deal. Like, oh, it's, it's not no, a big no, deal. no. I, I'm not being sarcastic. That's a yeah, big yeah. deal. He's been a huge weapon yeah, for yeah, this year. I'm saying, like the Rams, the Rams, and the Rams are clunking. Like the Rams have their pieces. The Rams should, should be able to come. I think. Yep. The Rams are going to win this game. I agree with you. I'm with the Rams, and I'll, I'll tell you another reason I'm picking the Rams is because I want to see Rams Niners next week. I want that. Yes. Yeah. Who you got? Um, CJ CJ Gardner Johnson may be back. 
for the Lions, which would be interesting because he would definitely definitely help out their defense. But um, I'm still I, – I do think Jared Goff shows up. I don't think he's he's very Jared Goofy tonight or on Sunday night. But uh, missing Sam LaPorta is going to be very big. And Matthew Stafford is going to start out poorly, I think, because his mind will be swirling coming back to Detroit for the first time and all these emotions and having to manage, like, playoff game and coming back. And I don't want to disappoint my fans, but, like, to end the Lions season, this place that I called home, like, it's just it's just a lot, you know? And it might be hard for him to quiet the nose at first, but then he'll, he's going to lock in. And Sean McVay is going to scheme up some good stuff against this poor Lions defense. Ben Johnson is going to scheme up some great stuff against the um, – for Rams defense, and I think it should be a fun, exciting shootout. And I think in the end, these these um, more experienced Cooper Cup, um, Matthew Stafford, and then maybe we see if Puka, Puka shows up. But these these experienced players, the team, these guys have won a Super Bowl. It will, it does matter, and it will it will show up for them versus this the Lions team that has a great future and. I'm excited for the Lions' future, and I love Dan Campbell. Again, he needs to coach there for the next 20 years. But um, I think the Lions do get bounced in their first playoff game in, in like, 30 years. <laughs> but at least they made the playoffs. This is, you know, it's progress. 12 wins, win the division. I mean, definitely. Yeah. And, I, and, and I, listen, I'm, I, I, think, I, don't, I still don't think the Lions have a top-notch roster. So the fact that they were able to do this was pretty impressive with also not a top-notch quarterback. Um, so they can add more playmakers, add some more, you know, d- depth on the defensive side, and we're talking about a, a pretty pretty darn good team in Detroit. So, yeah, so we're all picking the Rams. Look at that. In a, in a game where the Detroit's actually favored by three, they, they're at yeah. home, granted, but pretty interesting. 